0: Man, hallelujah. Book of James, chapter one, uh, verses twelve. And we're going to read a familiar portion of Scripture this morning. I believe God wants to stir our hearts this morning in this message today. I want to preach a message called "Under the Influence." Under the influence. Out of James, chapter one, verse twelve. Has anybody ever been deceived before? Uh, yeah. Has anyone? You know, you've gone to a, a restaurant and you ordered a meal, and you look at this nice meal say, like, "Man, I'm going to get that one. That looks nice." You know what I'm talking about? And then when the meal comes out, it looks anorexic. It's like, who's this for? <laughs> is the chef trying to say something to me or something? It's like, you know, we, we look at the meal and it's like, wow, you know, this costs this much money. We expect it, but yet we've been somewhat deceived. Uh, you buy a product online and you, you find out, it's like, you know what, this is the one that removes every kind of stain in your clothes. Only to find out that not only does it remove the stain, but it puts a hole in your nice t-shirt, in your nice dress. I'm preaching this morning because every one of us, some way, somehow, we've been deceived. Amen? Satan is the master at deceiving people. The devil wants to use temptation and he wants to use false products. He wants to use these kinds of false uh, Things, false joy, try to deceive us into believing that it's the real thing. Believing that, you know what, it's going to be, this is too good to be true. Elvis Presley sang a song years ago with the lyrics, It Feels So Right, How Can It Be So Wrong? And that's something the devil whispers inside of our ears, into our hearts, every single day. How can it feel so right? How can it be so wrong? And I'm talking about today under the influence because, listen, you can either be under the influence of a demonic spirit or you're under the influence by the Holy Spirit. That Jesus wants his disciples to not be filled with themselves, not to be filled with their own lust and all their own desires. God wants us to be under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Can I get a witness this morning? The devil deceived Eve in the Garden of Eden in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3 says, But I fear lest somehow the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. The devil wants to deceive people. Satan is known as the father of lies. He wants to Begin to fill your mind with all kinds of lies, all kinds of filth, trying to make you believe all the things of this world. And he wants to bring you under the influence of his lies. Listen to John chapter 8 verse 44. Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees and he says these these words. Watch what he says. You are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. The other translation says when he speaks lies, he's speaking his native tongue. He, that's all he can speak. This is his language. He speaks lies. And I'm telling you this morning, when believers, when saints uh, begin to live their lives, what the devil will try and do is he'll begin to speak in your ear. He'll begin to say, listen, this church is a, is a cult. He'll begin to say in your ear, oh, the brother so-and-so over there, he's not even safe. He'll speak to you and say, that sister over there is doing all kinds of things, lying, and begin to pour, pour, pour out into you. And you become under the influence of something else. People who drive their cars and, and they're drinking alcohol. Under the influence, and what'll end up happening is the police will come with this random breathalyzer, and you gotta breathe into this thing, this machine, and it'll give you a reading. I wanna tell you this morning what ends up happening. What about if the Holy Spirit came to you this morning and had a, a spiritual breathalyzer? Say, breathe in today. I wonder how many of us will be it would show up in a meeting and say, Oh man, you're your carnal kind of feel today. Oh wow, you filled with lust today. Oh wow, you filled with greed, and you filled with money, and you feel with all these kind of things. And the Holy Spirit saying, "Man, come on, we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost." But the devil is coming to our our minds, into our hearts, and we've come under the spell. We've come under the influence of the devil. In Acts chapter five, verse three, Ananias lied to the church about a gift that had been given, and Peter said to him, he says, Satan has big influenced you. He lied to the church, lied to the Holy Spirit. You see, life is filled with so many decisions, and the devil is ready to deceive you. The devil is ready for you, That every decision you make, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to tithing, the devil is going to say, listen, you need that for X, Y, Z. And you come under this influence now where all of a sudden you're living a life of bitterness. You're living a life without God's protection because you've come under the influence. In our text, in James chapter 1 verse 12, tells us about temptation. And I want to preach this morning about temptation today and how we're going to overcome it. Listen to James chapter 1 verse 12. It says, blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires. I want you to highlight that, underline that part because it's given us a clue. Each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed verse 15 then when desire has conceived it gives birth that's a spiritual demon babies are being born listen to that when desire has been conceived it is it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown brings forth death 16 verse 16 do not be deceived my beloved brethren every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above and comes down from the father of lights With whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth. That we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Let's go down to verse 19. So then my beloved brethren. Let every man be swift to hear. Slow to speak. Slow to wrath. For the wrath of of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Verse 21. Therefore lay aside all filthiness an overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls last verse but be doers of the word everyone say doers not hearers only deceiving yourselves amen let's pray this morning father i pray you take this word minister it into our hearts minister into our lives in jesus name i pray and all god's people said amen so let's consider number one The deadly power, the deadly power. Note the deceptive power of temptation is so deadly, it is potent. It has killed many, many disciples, it has killed many marriages in many couples, it has destroyed the integrity of many believers, it has ruined careers, it has bankrupted families, it has burdened people with shame and guilt it has led many to corruption it has led people to a physical and spiritual separation from God and I want to give you three subpoints under this heading I want to give you the force the source of temptation and the course of temptation so number one the force of temptation our text says that everyone everyone is drawn away by his own desires and enticed he's talking about the things that you desire the things that you lust after the things that is different in your life is different to the person next to you you might be addicted to alcohol the person next to you might be addicted to money to greed and wanting more more things more material things the person next to you is drawn away By his own desires, and our text is telling us there is a force that comes with temptation. And I want to say this morning, you can't fight temptation in your own strength. Come on, you can't fight it in your own IQ and how you think you can handle it because, brother, sister, we fail when it comes to temptation. Come on, somebody, do I have any real folks here this morning that can be real and say, you know what, man, I I face some real demons? This week I faced some real troubled temptations this week and I failed. And my, you know what, you be honest and say, man, you know what, I sin. But I come to declare you to this morning to say, listen, there is a real force when it comes to temptation. If you're an alcoholic, don't walk by the alcoholic store. Come on, go park your car down further down the road. Oh, that's mean. he's going to walk a long way? Yes, it will. You're a shopaholic, cut up that credit card. Come on, somebody. If you're addicted to pornography, put your computer or your laptop in a room where everyone else in your family can see what you're watching. You see, you got to put up some boundaries because I'm telling you, there's a force uh, like no other, especially in the day and age we live in today, that the devil is trying to cause us to come uh, under the influence of lust. Uh, He wants us to come under the influence uh, of gambling. He wants us to come under an influence uh, where it'll break up your marriage, where it'll break up your family. It will begin to tear away your kids from your life. Uh, I'm telling you, when we come under the influence, but we got to say, we recognize there's a force that I got to deal with so let's talk about the source of temptation because we know there's a real force let's talk about the source of temptation where does temptation come from that's a great question centuries people debated the nature of of the evil within man. Some have argued it's the work of Satan and so we're not responsible for our sin. It belongs to the devil and now it's caused people to not be responsible for their own actions. They're just blaming the devil. But we discover through God's word that the source of temptation begins with your own lust. Temptation always runs along the path of our personal desires for pleasure, power, possessions and pride the devil can't be blamed for our sins he deceives us yes but he can only tempt us in the areas where we already have a desire there's something within you that desires something there's something within you that you desire, that you seek after. Can I tell you this morning, they, the enemy knows exactly the kind of weakness that you have. The devil knows exactly what tickles your mind. He knows exactly what sets you off. And he knows exactly you got an issue with anger. He knows you got an issue with lust. He knows you got an issue with all these kinds of things. He's trying to bring you under the influence. Because you have a desire. Let's talk about the course of temptation. Verse 15 says, when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown brings forth death. I want you to notice the course of sin, its lust is is sin and its death. This is the spiritual LSD of a man's soul. Lust leads to sin, which when it's fully conceived and grown, it leads to death. And this refers to both the spiritual and the physical sense that the course of sin leads to death. I'm telling you, I've seen many couples, many awesome people who've gotten saved, gotten married, and all of a sudden temptation got a hold. And you see throughout the course, it was lust, it was sin, and it brought a spiritual death within the marriage, within the family. And this is the course that James is talking about. And the Bible speaks about sin and death. And I want to tell you, the church has got to keep preaching uh, this morning about sin. That, you know what, we're all sinful creatures in need of a savior. Romans 3.23 says, all have fallen short of the glory of God. We're all sinners we're all fallen, we've all been tempted, we've all been led astray, we've all been under the influence of the devil. The course of our lives was on the road to destruction that Jesus speaks of in Matthew, talking about the broad path that leads to destruction. That is the course for many of us that once before we were saved, we were on this path of hopeless sorrow, we were on this path of hurt and it evolves from our sinful actions temptation is not sin I want to remind you that this morning even our precious Lord Jesus was tempted to sin and the Bible declares that he knew no sin he was tempted in all points as we are yet he didn't sin so we know that temptation in and itself is not a sin But the immediate desire, listen very carefully, the immediate desire to do something which is sinful is evil. Where we begin to now entertain these thoughts, the desire that comes into our hearts and we begin to entertain it, listen, it becomes evil. That's why we're told to flee temptation. That's why we're told to run. I'm reminded of Joseph. I'm reminded when he's, uh, you know what, being faithful in a in a man's house, in Potiphar's house, and he's serving, and, and God's favored him. God's given him a position, and God's helped him throughout his day. And, and what ends up happening is the wife now has eyes for Joseph. The wife looks at Joseph the, and sees, man, this guy's looking good. He's he's, he's he's faithful. And all of a sudden, she she grabs Joseph by the coat and says,
1: Joseph,
0: won't you lay with me? I can see her. She's her eyelid, you know. She must have done her eyebrows. She, she must have done her eyelashes. Got some Botox done to her lips. Joseph, <laughs> come here, Joey. What did Joseph do in the midst of this temptation? What do you do? He up and go, he run up. He's he's gone. He's on the runway. <laughs> he's out of there. Man. He's like, no, I'm not staying here. And that's what the Bible tells us to do. Listen, in the course of temptation, we ought to flee because the end of temptation, sin, last sin, the end of it all is death. Eve was under the influence of the devil. Her beliefs were distorted. Did God say that? Did God tell you not? The devil questioned God's word. And I'm telling you, she came under the influence of the devil. A demonic spirit that now influenced her belief, that now influenced her behavior. And that is what the devil will do to you. He will try to influence your belief that you don't believe God's word anymore. That you believe the devil's lies and it now influences your behavior that now your course, that you were once on fire for God, that you were once living for Jesus, you're praying, you're reading God's word, you're wanting to come to church on Sundays, but all of a sudden the devil's been lying to you, the devil's got you tempted, the devil's got you hooked and now your beliefs change you used to be an usher, you used to be involved in ministry, you used to be involved serving in the kingdom but all of a sudden your heart's been kinked all of a sudden the devil's got you under the influence and now you're out there in the world trying to fulfill your own you're under the influence of a demonic spirit and it's a course that is ruining your destiny sis it is a course that's ruining your destiny brother Who are you that you think you're all prideful that you can pick up another drink and say, yeah, I can handle this. Yeah, you know what, just one drink. Yeah, just one more cigarette. Yeah, just one more night with the frogs in Prince of Egypt. Just one more night and I can tell you right now, one more night will lead you to death. Death comes upon a person, you know what, unexpectedly. And you stand before God on judgment day and God is there saying, what did you do with your life? It's appointed for man to die once and comes. Appointment with Jesus. Let's talk about the divine provision. There's good news for us, church, that God provides the way of escape through Jesus. First Corinthians 10, chapter 13, uh, chapter 10, verse 13. "No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, Hallelujah who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. In other words, that you may be able to endure it. God knows temptation. then knows exactly that if, if you can't bear it, He knows He'll make a way of escape. Romans thirteen fourteen. But put yea on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh, to fulfill the lust thereof. Listen, God will provide divine provision from temptation. And I want to give you three L's under this subpoint the light of God, the love of God, and the life of God. As I've been studying and reading through James, I'm thinking, you know what, here it is. James is giving us, the writer is giving us some instructions that we're not to misunderstand God's nature for us. That Satan works in the night, God works in the light. Satan works in the darkness, God works in the daylight. We must walk in the light. Come on, we must walk in the light of Christ in order to avoid the deeds of darkness. Psalms 27 says, the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear I'm telling you there's no one greater but Jesus Christ in the midst of your temptation know that the Lord is your light in the midst of your difficulty and what you're facing know that God is your light whom shall I fear come on somebody do I have anybody in this place that can testify that my God is faithful and he can provide a way of escape Jesus said in John 8 verse 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of light. Why do you walk around in the darkness? Come on. Have you had enough of the old life? Have you had enough of going back to the vomit that the Proverbs talks about uh, that says as a dog returns to the vomit, so a man goes back to his foolish ways? Have you had enough of stumbling in the darkness? Brother, come to Jesus. Come to the light. Uh, come to Christ who can show you your path. Uh, that you're on the broad path and say, man, come on, i got to get on that narrow path. Really Psalms 119 verse 105 says your word. Is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I don't have to slip and fall on unseen temptation when the light of God serves as a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. The light of God reveals hidden pitfalls that you can't see spiritually. The light of God begins to show you exactly where you are, gives you discernment right where you are in the very moment. He won't show you the full scope of things, but He'll show you your feet. He'll show you your path. The light of God. Let's talk about the love of God. In James 1.17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. God's love is shown in the fact that he is the giver of every good gift. You don't have to go out and find something cheap in the world to gratify your desire. You don't have to have one night stand and have cheap sex. You don't have to go out uh, at night and go out drinking and clubbing. Listen, today, I'm telling you, God has a legitimate way to provide for you every single time. Sex is permissible in marriage. Adoration from others is available in a loving family and a church family. You don't have to try and accommodate to your flesh in the world. You can find it all in Jesus Christ. In the Garden of Eden. Here it is, the very story that we read is that Eve had everything. Adam had everything in the garden, but left it all right there. I had one writer say, that was the night one man left his Eden. What about you today? Is there a moment in your life that you left your Eden? That God had given you such promise? That God had given you a marriage? That God had given you a friendship? That God had given you a wonderful church? God had given you, but that's the night you left your Eden. That you decided to go and, you know what, be filled with all the pleasures and the lusts thereof in the world. And that's the night that you left your Eden. You left the love of God for the lust of this world. God provided every pleasure that Adam and Eve needed. They had many trees bearing luscious fruit for them to eat. They likely had some things to eat that we probably haven't even tasted yet. But yet they were not satisfied. They turned to the very thing God had forbidden them to eat. Why? Because they come under the influence of the devil. I want to remind you, young lady, God loves you. He desires for you to have a fulfilled life that you don't have to be tempted and you don't have to go out into the world looking for any other thing. Listen, Jesus Christ has a plan for your life uh, that will result in blessing and honor and eternity with him. But we must accept that and live in God's love. Let's, clo- let's, let's finally, the life of God. See, God loves us that much. And even when we sin, He still made available the gift of eternal life through Jesus. So how can we overcome sin? We overcome through Jesus. He lives in the very heart of every true believer. Every Christian, thus he helps us as we walk in new life. He has given to us to live in the light of God to keep ourselves from sin. Only he resisted sin, overcame sin, and he can sympathize with us in our sins. He knows exactly the things that you're facing and what you're struggling with. And he gives us, he lives in us, he's given us the power of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.16, the life of God was given. Listen, I say then walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. God has given divine provision from temptation let me give you thirdly the the dangerous pattern third point the dangerous pattern in our verse of our text in verse 19 we're told to be quick to listen the word quick signifies a tendency on our part to become lazy and indifferent I want to remind you today, you must not let your guard down. I read some years ago of a sailor who had completed his training and he was on the deck of a ship carrying out some tasks. When he heard the captain yell out, hit the deck, the sailor knew he was immediately dropped face down on the surface of the ship. And as he begins to fall down on his face, he didn't look around. He did what he was meant to do in order for him to be saved and quickly in that very moment a line snapped a line snapped across the ship crossed over his body just a few inches away and he heard the awful sound and it passed by him and it says that if he had not been in close enough proximity to his leader to hear his words had it not been willing to obey he would have been sliced in two by the racing cable That had been snapped. You see, many times we've been going on our own way. There is a danger where we can become lazy in our faith. And it's kind of like, yep, I know what the Bible says, but I'm not going to do it. Oh, yeah, God's word says to be sober-minded. God's word says, you know, this and that. But we choose to disobey, and there comes time where we'll be chopped in two. It's like, you know what, spiritually, dead. Because we became lazy. And you know what? Satan does his greatest work through those who are spiritually lazy. The devil loves to come in a mind who is just simply idle. Who just doesn't fill his mind with the word. Doesn't fill his life with the spirit of God. Isn't busy or active in the kingdom. And the devil will quickly influence them to do the wrong thing. Because they became lazy in the faith. One man years ago had an interesting thought, and I liked what he said. He said, what would it be like to hear an angel? He read the Bible to see what angels said in the Bible when they spoke, and the results astounded him. Listen to what what he writes. He said, when angels talked in the Bible, they almost always gave the command to arise and go. Peter was told to arise and go from jail. Gideon was told to arise and go forth in God's strength. Elijah was told by an angel to arise and go and eat. Joseph was told to rise and go flee to Egypt and be with Mary and Jesus. Philip was told to rise and go. If we're listening to God, he will likely tell you to rise up rather than to sit down and be lazy I'm telling you God has given you and I a mandate God has given us a clear mission to go out into all the world and preach the gospel but I feel there's so many believers and disciples across the nation that have become lazy and apathetic in their faith that's kind of like you know what no God I won't do your will today I'll do it when I've had enough of my sin I'll I'll do it later on when I'm comfortable and settled down listen friend the time is running out you have no idea what God is going to do in your life arise and go brother arise and go fulfill your destiny in Jesus stop mucking around stop playing games anymore listen God's called you for a purpose arise and go so we should also rise and go and I close with a last and final point and that is the the disciplined power The disciplined power, it moves from laziness to someone who's being disciplined. That, you know what, if you're going to avoid temptation because it's always going to be there, the force is going to be there, but you listen. James gives us insight in verse 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. The disciplined power is someone who is able to, Lay aside the filth of the world and receive with meekness. He's saying there's a spirit about them that says, you know, I've had enough. but I'm going to receive the the word of God, which is able to save my soul. But then it says, listen, it's more than that. Verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. I wrote in my Bible, sin will keep you from this book. Or this book will keep you from sin. If you want to be disciplined in your faith and not be, you know what, giving into your emotions, giving into your own desires, listen, you got to feed on the Word of God. It becomes a discipline. And I've had many times, because I didn't do well at school, I've had to sit down with a pen and paper, and sometimes I had to reread again, because I'm like, what did I just read? I had to get Google out and just, Goog- I still do it today. <laughs> what does that word mean? And I'm telling you, it's taking you on a wonderful journey as you begin to read God's word, God's, you know, the Bible. And it's like, you know what? The lazy disciple won't do any of these things. I'm not saying, I'm not my, blowing my own horn here because I'm, I'm not the kind of guy say, like, I become lazy in my faith every single time. But I got to remind myself listen, you got to be disciplined. You got to hear from God. You got to read the word. But most importantly, you got to do it. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Listen very carefully. It's not how many scriptures you know. It's about how many you live. Come on, let me say that again. It's not how many scriptures you know. It's how many you live. You might highlight your Bible, but how many of those scriptures highlight you? The lazy disciple will not last. But the disciplined disciple who is active in his or her faith Will last. And you're either under the influence of the devil or you're under the influence of God's Spirit. There is power that is available through God's Spirit, through God's Word, through being around godly people because I'm telling you, we're living in the last days and everything will be coming at full force. Will you be able to last? Will you be able to stand? Well, the test comes when you begin to stand in the midst of temptation. You got to be having this disciplined power from temptation. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. Under the influence. Very simple message this morning, but I believe God's speaking to people. God wants to remind you of his nature, that he loves you, that he is the God of light, that he has the life ready and av- willing to pour out, is available to you right now. So you don't have to be influenced by anything else. I love the preaching this morning from our Sunday school. I want to encourage you to come next week, 9.30. I'm telling you, it's powerful. God's presence was in this place very thick in the morning. And he was saying in in the message this morning that Jesus doesn't raise half-hearted disciples. That he doesn't raise up men who are, you know what, half filled with alcohol and half filled with the gospel. No, no, he's looking for men and women who are willing to flee from sexual immorality, flee from earthly lust, and serve Jesus. So my question to you this morning is, will you be under the influence of God's Spirit today? Make some decisions this morning. Set up some boundaries when it comes to your phone. Just before we move Any further, I want to give an invitation. Very quickly, you're here this morning. You know God's speaking to you. You're not saved. Your heart is not right with God. It is appointed for man to die once and then comes the judgment. Every one of us will stand before God. And we're either saved or we're not saved. There's no gray. You're either backslidden in your spirit or you're saved in your spirit you're here this morning you're unsaved or you're backslidden i want you to raise your hand and say yes that's me i'm not saved i'm not i'm not right with god lift it up no one looking around yes you're not saved or you're not right with god you're backslidden you had a relationship with jesus but god is speaking to you you've been drawn away by your own lust You've fallen into sin, and you want to repent. Today's the day. Come back to Jesus. If that's you, raise your hand. And say yes, that's me. I need Jesus Christ. I want to be saved. I want to receive God's grace, God's mercy this morning. I don't want to stand before God. Amen. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see these hands. I need God's grace. I don't want to stand before God and be sent to, to eternal hell because of my own temptation that I couldn't even handle. If that's you this morning, raise your hand. And say yes, that's me. I'm not saved. Amen. God. Bless you. God bless you. Hands are going up. Anyone else? Anyone else? You lift up your hands. And say, Yes, I'm not saved. I'm not right with God. God bless you. What about you this morning? Lift up your hand. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you've done. God loves you and He wants to save you. He's reaching out to you. Your back's lit in your heart. You want to come back to God. Lift it up. Join His honest hearts. Say, Yes, that's me. Amen. I see these hands. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Those of you, raise your hand. Come. Come out of your seat. Just meet me at the altar. Come. Come. Come out of your seat. Join these honest people at the altar. Hallelujah. Wonderful decisions this morning. Come. God bless you. Just stand right here. Amen. God's going to help you guys.
1: God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah.
0: Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but we're enjoying these honest hearts. Come. Come stand at this altar. We're going to pray to this morning. Hallelujah. God bless you. you just repeat this prayer after me just say Lord Jesus I'm a sinner and I'm asking come into my heart wash away my sins forgive me of all my sins take away my shame and my guilt remove condemnation from my mind today I receive you as my lord and my savior fill me with your spirit i'm asking you would give me power from the holy ghost i thank you for the resurrection power that lives in me in jesus name amen and amen just lift up your hands i'm just going to pray for you right now father in the name of jesus thank you lord god for new creation here at this altar Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, right now. Fill him with your spirit. God, I pray, let there be a Holy Ghost filling right now. Lord, I pray, God, here at this altar, Father God, Lord, the touch of your presence, God, right now, fill him with your power. God, to be able to withstand temptation. God, to be filled with your spirit. Right now, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, fill her with your power. I command every work of the enemy to be gone right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Loose your spirit, God, this morning. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for this man, Father, willing to surrender, willing to leave all behind and serve you, Jesus. Fill him with your spirit, God. Let there be an anointing upon this man's life. Oh, God, that he would go out, God, and be a witness for you, Jesus. We give you the praise and we give you the glory. Turning to the church. Come, find a place to pray. You can sit down here at the altar and pray. Let's ask God to minister upon our lives. Come, come out of your seats. Maybe God's been dealing with you about your desires, that you've been led astray by by your desires. The devil's been tempting you to try and get you away. Come to the altar and say, yep, this morning, I'm going to be a disciple for Jesus. I'm not going to be deceived. But I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to trust in God's love. I'm going to keep walking in the light. I'm going to keep surrendering my will and not do my own desires. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done, God. Oh, robo Give you the praise.
1: Give you the honor, Jesus. Oh, Lord.
0: My God
1: we worship you. Come on,
0: you pray this morning, break everything right now. Come against the enemy, make a decision to live for Jesus let him fill you with the power of his presence let him fill you with the Holy Ghost power the Holy Ghost can enable you to withstand any temptation yes Lord God have
1: you eh? Jesus have you eh? And I, and I, how desperate. my daily bread. know you are you're all I want you on everybody lift up your hands today lift up your voice come on let's sing you're all I haven't needed you're
0: Morning. Let's give God praise today. Thank you, Jesus, for Your Word. Amen and amen. I want to pray for those this morning. Amen. As as I do, you know what we 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 want to pray for people. Maybe you need healing today. You know, there's your desires. It's like you know you can get you know you can get heated desires that you know what it just overcomes you. Let's pray right now. Come, come to the altar. Be honest. Say, yeah, I've been. I'm you know what I'm I'm weak in temptation. Come. Come to the altar. We're going to pray for you. Young, old, doesn't matter who you are. Come on. Just come before God. God loves it when we're honest before him and just being meek. Say, you know what, God? I'm, man, I'm, I'm weak in temptation. Come. i want going to pray right now. Hallelujah. 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 Lift up your hands right now in the presence. While Alan's playing, I want you to just be just be you know honest before the Lord here in this presence Fo- fix your mind focus upon God I want you to think about your desire that that has gripped you it might be lust pornography I want you to bring it before the Lord and I want to encourage you this morning if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost if you're not filled with God's spirit, it's good, you're going to find it very easy to be led into temptation. You're going to find it very easy that, you know what, temptation is going to overcome you. You're going to have to need God's power. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So before we do pray for any uh, temptation, I want to pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You haven't, you're not speaking in tongues. You're not filled with God's spirit. Come stand at the altar right here, at the front right here. We've got space here. You're not, you're not speaking in tongues, but you know what, yep. I want to speak in tongues. I want to overcome this demon. I'm always, you know what? Continue. Whenever I'm in a place of temptation, you speak in tongues. I'm telling you what, God will give you the power enable you through. You don't speak in tongues. Come. We're going to pray for you right now. Don't be scared. It's not something to be scared of. It's something that we should desire. Come. You know, you don't speak in tongues. Come to the altar right now. We're going to pray for you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Anyone else want to join? sister linda come speak in tongues yes good good step out in faith and i tell you what you know what it's something that god does on the inside for those of you who want to be filled with the holy spirit i didn't know what to do i didn't know what to speak when when my pastor said i'm going to pray for you you're going to speak in tongues i started speaking in my own language and my pastor said no that's not it <laughs> so you got to, god will give you his spirit you know god is you his spirit and for you to speak in tongues and, uh, you know, you might not be filled here this morning, but you might be driving in your car, and God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. That's what happened to my brother. He's driving home just start playing worship music, and all of a sudden, he pulls over to the side of the road. He had to lift his hands because he was weeping, couldn't see, just crying. God filled fill him with the Holy Spirit. But today, we want to pray for you right now. So if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, come join these, these wonderful people here this morning. God's ready to give you His gift. And when I come lay my hand upon you, God's going to give you an utterance. I want you to just speak and open your mouth. And just while everyone else is speaking in tongues for you, you just speak it up. You might hear a couple of phrases here and there, but you'd be the... So lift up your voice. Give God praise. But what we're going to do, we're going to give God a clap offering. We're going to pray for you and you just give God praise and start speaking in tongues. All right, church, let's give God a clap offering this morning. Let's give God praise. Come on, church, speak in tongues right now.
1: Invite the Holy Ghost. God, right now, fill it with your Holy Ghost, fill it with your Spirit, God. Yes yes, la la bakar solo Bobo Rababasi. Yes yes, Speak it up.
0: Ora la la Holy Ghost. Ribiriala ma the joy of the
1: Holy Ghost. Kala ma kerlelelele be Rabama so. Rebesiriala mama de lelelele be solo lo lo bakar Ora mama lelelele solo
0: lo Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. How do you guys feel at this altar? What do you guys feel? Any of you speaking tongues? Yeah, feel it on you, sister. Amen. Sister Linda, I feel like God just wants to remind you that He sees you and He knows exactly what you're struggling with. I feel God just saying as I begin to pray for you that He's got a future. And he's got a plan for your life. If you're willing to just trust Him, I you know what it is, but it's with finances. He's saying, if you can trust Him in this area, you watch all these other things will begin to take care. But specifically in finances, to trust Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Joseph, I feel God speaking to you as well. Speak to you. He's already spoken through this message. Just reminding you. You know, we, we've spoken already before, but to be a disciple, lay down your life for Jesus. God is saying to you today, you know, same thing, not to fear, but don't fear your future. Don't fear, oh, well, if I did this, what happens here? What if I did this? Just trust God with your future. Trust in me. God is saying, trust in me. This is God's speech. Trust in me. Seek first the kingdom and all things shall be added unto you. When Jesus said that, he was talking about worry. He said, All these things you worry about, seek first the kingdom. Your future is in God's hand. All right, let's pray. God, church, let's pray for our sister Linda and I'm going to pray.